Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! Hey, what are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's our Our music. music. My name's Dan, and currently my go-to coffee order is an iced vanilla Americano with almond milk. My name is Jeff, and I regularly wore a Jigglypuff costume to high school. My name is Jimmy, and my friend Nick and I made a game called Your Shoulder's Been Slapped in High School where we tally up the points every encounter you slap the other shoulder. I want to hear about this, but how come we all live in the past? There's so (laughs) many facts from high school. Mine said currently. Yours did. Jimmy, what's this game? Is it cute? (laughs) Uh, It's basically started off, I don't remember why, but every time we saw each other, we would just like slap each other on the shoulder just to say like, hey, and then be Mm. like, your shoulder's been slapped. And then we had a whole set of, like this got really into it. Like we had a whole set of rules, like you can only slap each other's shoulder once. So it'd be like every time that you like walked into the room and he's there, depends on who slaps each other's shoulder. And then we would just tally up at the end of the day. So it's a show of dominance. Yeah, basically. I like it. Boys will be boys. Yeah. We had a similar game that involved nut tapping, but it it, it wasn't <laughs> as formulated as that. No, yeah. it was. It, it hurt. I'm surprised I'm somewhere. having a child, actually. Yeah. That's, I'm surprised too. it still Very works true. down there. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can find the rules. I can throw that up on Patreon. You said throw up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Jeff, do we have any ratings, reveals, emails, tweets, or et cetera? We sure do. So this one's a little little interesting. It's not crazy. And I just lost it. <laughs> it's gone. He's always on his phone. He's never prepared. No, I had it. Thur, thur. So um <laughs> if you've been listening to the show, you know that I created another uh Instagram account called Magic the Clippening which is just people holding magic cards with gross and not very hygienic fingernails. And um, after it was up and running for a couple of weeks, I was like, I'm just going to post a picture of the Talk Me Into Magic the Gathering episode with a link. So this is like a trick to backdoor promote our podcast, yes. right? <laughs> yes, this I was. So. I was like, you know what? I'm starting to get followers. People are liking and commenting yeah. on things. Let me I'm force just the post podcast this. down there. Yeah, bro. and this one only has, it, this post only got 16 likes. So by far the least of all my <laughs> other posts. People and, are like, where's the fingernails? Yeah, so I just, <laughs> I posted the picture and then I just let it be and I didn't hear anything. And then as I was scrolling, Somebody that uh, I followed back had posted the same picture. And I was like, oh, okay." And uh, this is from Sawin Malkov. And uh, she says, this is a podcast where friends try to talk each other into liking various things. This episode was about magic. It took a lot of repeating for me to learn. So it was kind of fun to hear other people going through the agony of learning MTG. I really didn't think I would ever enjoy the game when I first started. I thought that was pretty cool because I I didn't know how this episode was going to come off. Um, Because it's like super basic level. And I didn't know how people who already play Magic would like the episode. Like, would it be boring to them to hear? Yeah. But that was a pretty good comment. And we had a a conversation back and forth for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. You guys should reach out to us. We're we're not famous. We'll talk back. I will. Like, it was instantly, too. It was like 15 seconds later. I'm replying. I'm like... Maybe I should pretend like I don't have time. Not going to lie. I do that every so often. Whenever we get like a tweet or something, I'm like, 
I'm going to wait like five minutes. I don't. I go it's right not, in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was at work when that happened too, so I was just really messing up my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you could follow Magic the Clip and <laughs> comment there, or you can check us out on Twitter at TalkMeInto. Send us an email, TalkMeInto at gmail.com. Maybe you should do a crossover and all grow really long, dirty fingernails for your Instagram That account. would be cool. Jimmy, do we have any other reviews? Or Dan, do we have anything? We Anybody? do. We have, a, well, we have a tweet. A tweet? From friend of the show, Jess. Jess. She said, watching the first episode of Hashtag Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. So far, I'm impressed. Thank you for not effing this up. And then uh, tweeted out to Dan said, maybe a future Talk Me Into episode. Yeah, the first one is very conspiratorial. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm interested to see it. Yeah. My wife didn't like the first one because she was like, this is about aliens. Where's all the missing people? Yeah. (laughs) And then all the other ones were like true crime. And I was like, that was kind of weird. Like they only did one supernatural one. Yeah. I remember the old unsolved mysteries kind of like did some like ghost stories. Yeah. It was, was, it's a good series. I was real scared of that show when it was originally airing. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah, Like the theme song would F you up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. I wasn't never like, I I don't think I've ever really seen a full episode. We, We have some reruns at work. But uh, yeah, it's not really my thing. Some of the reenaction reenactments are great. In the hard movie. copy yeah. used to scare me when I was a kid because I was yeah. like, people get killed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and it's like everything on hard copy was like someone getting killed and then they burn the body dun, dun. Like every single time they burn the body. No. It's like, bro, fire doesn't burn teeth, bro. It's true. Yeah, you got to grind that up. Put it in your flour and make cupcakes. Oh, it's done there. I, I never thought about that before. Every week on the show, we have a segment that we do. It's called Talking Ourselves Into. It's things that we're doing for the week that we're going to discuss with our boys. This week, oh, I have been talking good. myself in. Oh, thank yeah. you. We're, yeah, we're, we're his I've boys. We're the boys, Dan. Yeah. He's our boy as well. This week, I have been talking myself into fox videos on YouTube. What? The animal? The animal fox. You're just watching videos of <laughs> yeah. foxes? I thought you were becoming conservative and watching yeah. Fox News on YouTube. I knew you were going to say that, but no, I actually wrote in parentheses animals. <laughs> but uh, no, an- like there's this channel called, I think it's called Save a Fox that basically is. Of course like a, there is. Yeah. Um, that's basically like a, a fox uh, like conservatory. Jeff <laughs> really like that. I, I love all of this. Yeah. Um, that, uh, basically just does videos. Uh, one of the foxes name is Finnegan. He's pretty cute. And like foxes are adorable because they're basically like show affection is like laughing. Like, have you heard like a fox laugh before? I've not subscribed to any fox channel. So you should, because it's probably the cutest thing that you'll ever see. And, um, yeah, that's just what I've been doing. See, I grew up thinking foxes were like wolves, right? They're like big and scary and they'll eat oh, you. No. Oh, no. But really? they're not. They're like little kitties. Yeah, no. They're uh, they're kind of like dog Haven't cat Haven't you ever hybrids. read Aesop's Fables, bro? Well, they're like little mischievous little schemers. Yeah. Have you ever seen a city fox? No. Saw that. Fox is walking down the sidewalk of a city. I was like, what? What are you doing here, guy? Um, Jimmy. Yeah. I think that's adorable. Thank you. But I also think it's what's wrong with your generation. <laughs> this past week when i was on vacation i was staying at a home that was built by our great uncle with his two hands literally 
him and his two children built a home out of concrete and wood and he was yeah. probably no older than you when he began <laughs> and you were watching fox videos yeah i mean yeah they're cute bring on skynet <laughs> wipe like, us off <laughs> they're cute that's adorable yeah they're pretty cute i was gonna see if i can find a video but i can't but uh yeah highly recommend it go watch uh go save a fox yeah. ride a cowboy this dude is gonna edit a fox laugh after this i i swear he's gonna do right it. here <laughs> yep it's there uh yeah uh jeff what are you talking yourself into uh because i like to keep things nice and tight and keep all of the subjects on one episode. Mm. I have been talking myself into playing magic on the internet. Oh boy. With my oh friend boy. Dante. I saw that on, on the gram yesterday. Yeah, there's date. a Does he date those yeah, online? He, he does, yeah. <laughs> he do date those. He's got a, a small group of friends that he plays with on a, a website called Spell Table, which is very small. Yeah, there's only a couple. They're hot. Um, and they were looking for a fourth, and I was like, yeah, man, if the time zone thing works out. Like every other week, I, I saw play. that on Tinder the other day. Spell table for fourth. <laughs> well, they already got their three. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. But yeah, no, it's uh, super fun. Played for a couple hours last week. Played for like five and a half yesterday. It oh was boy. longer than I thought. We got two games in. Almost won one. It came down to me and uh, this other guy, and he was at one life, and I just it was upsetting, but I lost. <laughs> Get in while you can, future father. I'm trying to. No, that's what I told <laughs> Oh, sorry, wife. Lindsay. I can't be with the baby today. I have five hours of magic to <laughs> well, gather. It was kind of like, hey, I know it's the weekend and we have stuff to do, mm. but if I do this baby stuff, could I do friend stuff? So I'm already asking permission. And I mean, oh, it's, it's no, it's fine. We're doing good. But yeah, it's super fun because I haven't played with him in person uh, mm. in four years because he's was far away oh dante come and back I haven't, I haven't played magic really because of life you can blame it all on me <laughs> dante come back <laughs> uh daniel yeah what you talking yourself into i have moved on to the third installment oh dang it of my <laughs> about this. what i would call this the guitarist trilogy. now if, if people haven't heard our previous yeah, I'm gonna recap. yeah give us a little recap uh so initially i spoke about joining talking myself into joining a band Old dogs playing guitar. Haven't done this in a long time. Uh, on the last episode, I spoke about becoming a pedal guy, yeah. experimenting with guitar effects pedals. And I alluded to the fact that I didn't have a lot of basic knowledge of what these effect pedals do, what were good brands to you know purchase, things like that, how to set them up. So this week, I'm doing something that Jimmy can appreciate, I think. No. I've been talking myself into a YouTube series. Okay. That's the problem with your generation. Yeah. Now, this last week, you were at a cabin that your great grandfather built. No, but what I'm going to tell you is actually this is one of the benefits of our generation. Jimmy goes on the YouTube to watch videos of foxes laughing, and you're getting information. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm I using it too. for knowledge. I did that to build my computer. So shut up, nerd. <laughs> I discovered a I discovered a YouTube channel called Sixty Cycle Hum. Okay, that's hosted by a guy, as they are, a white guy, uh, <laughs> who either works at or owns a music store, and specifically, he does one series of, ver of videos called Affordaboard, which okay. is incredibly. We're getting real deep in guitar nerds. Yeah, this is super nerdy. Right so there. every every um, pop culture segment of society has like uber nerds like i'm sure jeff can attest to there's magic people who are way too into it oh yeah like i'm just a cash player 
and I'm pretty into it. And there's some super nerds. So when it comes to guitar effects, there are people who spend tens of thousands of dollars oh, yeah. on just effects mm-hmm. pedals. They have more than they could ever possibly utilize. So they do fun, cool themed pedal boards, which is sort of what this guy is is doing. Um, but the cool thing about this series is it's the affordable board. So everything on it has to be individually. Each pedal has to be left less than a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, and so it's basically a um a combination of like unboxing mm. and tutorial and review. Yeah. So he gets the the pedal in. He opens it. He sh- talks about the design. You know how it's made. If it feels well made. Um, all the components. Then he hooks up to it. He plays it. He uses. What I like about it is he doesn't do a lot of these like um videos showing you guitar effects pedals will be like just utilizing like all top of the line equipment and it's never going to sound as good on your your rig Mm -hmm. he uses like a cheap guitar like a different one every video but like you know an affordable guitar and an affordable amp and he hooks it up and he tries out all the different settings and in the review segment he's really honest he'll tell you like okay this is okay for a 40 dollar pedal but Mm -hmm you're better off just spending like $80 and getting something that sounds 10 times better. Mm. So it's pretty cool. It's a good way to inform someone who wants to dip their toe in, but I can't afford to spend. I've never been a tech guy when it comes to no, music. Me like, I mean, I wanted yeah. stuff to sound good, but like I just never got into it. And I, I play shows and people are like, oh, what kind of head is that? I was like, I don't know. I bought it used from a guy in another <laughs> band. I have no clue. It works. And the only reason why I'm like sort of interested in this is because we're at an interesting time with like micro circuitry where um, people are able to make these guitar effects much smaller and more affordably Mm -hmm. than they ever could. And homemade too. Yeah. So these, um, this series on YouTube is really cool because he's able to shine the light on, like Jeff said, like sort of like micro effects companies, like these little companies that just make a few pedals and they sell them for very cheap. Mm. Um, so I literally just purchased a pedal, which I alluded to in the last segment, from a company called Sonic Cake. It's called the Fifth Dimension Pedal. And this one tiny one-switch micro pedal has five different effects that you can use and, like, add up and create, like, your own unique sound. Hmm. And it cost me, like, $40. That's pretty good. But if you come up with a sound you really like, you're going to have to remember it. What do you mean? Like, when you play the same song live, you're going to have to, like, remember all the settings. That's tough. That's the hard part for me. You got to remember. I wouldn't really do that. What I'm looking for, because I'm only purchasing a few effects pedals, is to sort of come up with like one sound. Exactly. Like this is Mm. what I use to play leads and then maybe add like one thing on top. of Right. Like I'll probably have like a lead sound and then I'll get a wah pedal that I can use sometimes to just amp that up a little bit more. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds exactly like that. (laughs) So, yeah. Cool. Check out uh, the Affordaboard series on 60 Cycle Hum. It's pretty interesting. I'm glad I'm not musically talented because this this you're sounds gonna, daunting. You're going to love this episode, Jim. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a wild romp. one boys it's if, a weird one if you've been listening to us from the, blah, from the beginning of our show you know that we never make mistakes and you'll know that we are quite vain 
we do a lot oh, of yeah. self-serving we've had two episodes episode 20 and 75 where we talked about our podcast and episode 50 where we had other people talk about our podcast and jeff he praises on us you're so vain you probably think, think this, this podcast is about, about you. you don't you <laughs> I don't do. you i do i do yes i do it is about me it is uh so i i thought it would be a funny idea if we uh we had jimmy listen to music that uh we have made over the course of our lives and we kind of did this with the two twilight zone episodes we sprinkled in our music there because we're vain and we want you to hear it but also when we talk about music or bands on the show we don't use the music because legally we can't and we just don't want to right. mess around with that but now we can so we're going to sprinkle some uh, little snippets throughout this episode so you'll be able to actually hear without switching over uh, and listening to music. And also, if you want to, we are going to have a playlist of all these songs available on the feed as like a bonus episode. So you can just listen to it separately if you want. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but Dan yeah, and I have been in bands together. We've made music separately in different bands, solo. So we thought it would be fun to kind of make a chronological journey of uh, the music that we've made from, I think the first song that I'm going to have is from when I was like 15, almost 16. So it's incredibly bad and cringy. Um, And then it gets a little, it's all pretty much bad on my end, Um, but it's fun. There's some. (laughs) Dan just nodded his head, by the way. (laughs) There's a few different genres, you know, it's not like super crazy, but there might be some like uh some punk rock, yeah. some hardcore music, some hip hop. Yeah, I, I am excited about this because like you guys have definitely shaped my music over the years. So We've like done it. a We've lot groomed of him. Yeah. Um, a lot of the music that you guys have like had me listen to is basically is pretty similar to what you guys have played in bands and stuff. So well, it's what we aspired to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to temper <laughs> expectations. I'm going yeah, to temper your expectations <laughs> a little bit here, Jim. So, so Jeff behind the scenes had to sort of talk me into this subject. I was a little, reticent of it um because we're not that good at music <laughs> no we're okay yeah, yeah. uh some Dan's things, better than i am some things we're more proud of than other things yeah. uh this the way jeff was able to convince me to do this is to say it's just for fun yeah uh one thing about this podcast is we never claim to be experts and that <laughs> goes along with this very strongly so i guess my goal uh for you is if I could get you to actually like something. <laughs> if there's one song that you're like, I want to hear more of that. Exactly. Or one mm. band. Yeah. Okay. Like there might be a couple songs from one band. Cause like in one of our bands, we had like five releases compared right. to somewhere. There's some bands that I never, we never recorded in the studio. So I'm still debating on whether I should put like practice recordings in there. Mm. I don't know. So, so all these are going to be of varying quality, both <laughs> yeah. production wise and talent. Like some, we paid a lot of money in a studio some were recorded on a task cam hanging from a ceiling fan yeah some were recorded from well we'll get there but there's some funny things so <laughs> ideally just to give you some context i would like for you to say you talked me you know we talked you into it would be a combination of two things one that i just mentioned that you would like something enough to follow up on it <laughs> and two that you had a good time yeah listening to it. i was just gonna say that like if you're entertained even if you're like 
okay that was fun or like you when you listen to it you're just going to have a list of the songs and you're not going to really know the context when we come back we'll explain song by song the story you might have to actually talk me into it yeah so this actually is we're going to be talking you into like you're not you might not have your mind made i'm gonna get a retrospective in the second half of this episode because like we also thought about maybe giving you the songs first and recording everything at once i talked dan out of that because i just kind of want to have give you everything brief description like okay here's the song here's the band who here if we were both in it what we played Mm. in the song because like we switch instruments sometimes and 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 i think um the only reason that i was willing to do this uh, for jimmy that's cool we could do this anytime yeah but hopefully people who are listening have been along with us for the ride a little while at least a few episodes maybe more maybe longer to the point where you you'll be able to appreciate like mm. this is funny these guys who talk about music are not good at making music <laughs> yeah it's um, true again if you had a good time listening to it i consider that a win okay. i will say like we are being a little hard on ourselves but there is some good stuff uh later on like we're, we're not garbage well it's hard yeah. to appreciate your own stuff too like i know there's things that jeff has done that i like that he might not be in love with and i'm sure there's things i've done that jeff likes more than i give myself credit yeah. for yeah and then there's some where like i would talk to other people and i was like oh here's my current band and i'm really proud of this but here's another joke band i was in and they're like the joke band's way better and i'm like <laughs> what really so okay. so jeff why don't you tell jimmy about how we're going to present this music to him and to the audience yeah, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but we're just Dan and I are going to we haven't picked yet, but we're going to work together on picking songs from everything that we've been in mm-hmm. and presenting them chronologically um, and then just sending you the files, tell you the order that to mm-hmm. listen to them in a little bit of details, just so you know, some context. And then uh, we're going to put all of those songs into one track and maybe do right. a little intro before each song. So, you know, like okay this is uh this band this song right i'll also put all the details in the show notes of that right track which is going to come to your feed and that's just going to be available the same day this podcast is so it'll say like our music bonus playlist whatever it's going to be called so you can then go and listen to that after if you're intrigued even if you're like that sounds terrible from the little clips but you're like i gotta hear the whole song (laughs) and if you really like it and you really want more (laughs) feel free to stroke our ego ego and uh send us an email a tweet or leave a review and we will happily send you anything else from that band or whatever you <laughs> oh, want yeah hear. definitely we i have pretty much everything there's a couple tracks i've lost and some stuff we haven't recorded so the only other but... thing that we typically do in this first section is we ask um the person what their level of exposure is <laughs> so jim i don't i'm sure you've heard things like in car yeah. rides with us and stuff yeah do you remember any band names? <laughs> anything that jumps out at you? Um, I remember. Obviously, you guys were in Society and Breakdown. That was obviously kind of like yes. your um, mythical high school band that yeah. Jeff and I were in together. Um, One of the only bands. Society we were in and Breakdown is like when you watch Napoleon Dynamite and his uncle is like reminiscing about the football <laughs> days. That's that's my football. And you yeah. also know that he was really bad at football. Yeah, exactly, dude. I was. Yeah, that's. We were really bad at being in a punk. We band. were, but yeah. we we put it. We released three full albums dan in two wow EPs. you think this is gonna go over way better than it is <laughs> no it's not it's gonna be terrible <laughs> uh i remember dan being in when freedom dies uh i still have to edit that footage i'm gonna get on that um, <laughs> jimmy recorded a reunion show we did yeah um 
uh jeff you were in a couple bands wasn't one brown town yeah you i got remember it. that because yep, that was a funny name yep um because it's like a butt thing but yeah also that, it's, that's, that's kind of what i remember other undertones i remember well obviously some solo stuff too um and also we were all kind of in a band for like two weeks jimmy do you have that song the recording like, yes i do see dan i told you okay uh of our cell we should phone just recording put that on the playlist just for fun sure let's do yeah it. that's a good song uh, you have like an acoustic version of that too that's yeah. good um that's actually a really good song and like that inspired me to write some stuff in my we talked him into it but we won um, yeah (laughs) you guys already won um but no i i I do really like that song it's a good one um yeah and at the end of the episode after jimmy reveals whether he was talked into it or not he's gonna do a live musical performance (laughs) (laughs) just kidding that would be funny if he did that'd be real cool it'll be a low baseline of uh the star spangled banner no, what if uh, what if I taught you how to play one of our songs on I'm guitar <laughs> and sing? You play guitar, sort of. Yeah, I played guitar for like a week. That'd be funny. Yeah. Okay. I do uh, play tambourine. We went over that. All right. So when yeah. we come back, uh, we're gonna embarrass the hell out of ourselves. Have fun with that. Let's take a trip all the way back to the year 2000. The year 2000. In the, the year 2000. 2000. Or 2001. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Let's, um, we already talked about everything before. Yeah. So we're not going to recap what we're doing here. So we'll let you kind of guide. And Dan and I will jump in with anecdotes just fun stories or interesting things. Well, I, I think for this first track, you need to explain a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, okay. Because so, most of the solo tracks <laughs> we labeled on the list as Jeff Solo or Dan Solo, but this one is labeled The Weirdness. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody that listens to this podcast knows, but I like Weird Al Yankovic. And when I was what? a little kid, and still now, I wanted to be him. So I was like, I'm going to make funny songs and parody songs, and I'm going to record them on my computer with a microphone that came with a squirt gun with a walkie talkie in it. It was a two pack. (laughs) I had one and my cousin had one. So I just took the microphone, plugged it in my computer and it worked with Microsoft sound recorder. Okay. And, um, I borrowed an acoustic guitar from my uncle, not knowing how to play it. And I wrote this song (laughs) and I wrote the lyrics that I thought were funny when I was 15 and I recorded it and I had a copy of it on a CD and I burned 200 CDs and handed them out to people. So 199 CDs exist on this planet somewhere that I wish I could take back. So, so Jim, what do you think drag queen is about? I have no idea. Something about your grandfather is a drag queen. That was a twist. Yeah, that was the twist. Because in Weird, Weird Al, he would always have like okay. a twist in his song. So, so you're singing about a drag queen, and then you find out at the end that it was your grandpa. Yeah, that's, and then your grandpa the calls you. That's the joke. Yeah, that was my real house phone, which was Sounded difficult like to it. do. Hello. No, Grandpa, I don't have any more nail polish. I had to wait until I got a phone call, run to my computer, and hit record. Oh, God. Because I, I didn't have a cell You had no cell phones phone. at no. the time? That's so funny. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, this just reminded me of, like, 
when you made us the the first Weird Al playlist, and my Bologna was in the, in the very beginning. And thank you. He recorded. <laughs> well, he recorded that like in his bathroom. Yeah, and uh, that's what it reminded me of. But way worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's bad. <laughs> and the reason why I included this was because it's funny. And self-deprecating humor is really funny to me. And it's, it's pretty problematic, too, at this point. I don't remember the lyrics because I tried to listen to this about six times and I couldn't. I was sitting in my car alone with my head down and I was like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's interesting that when you try to write a song about a drag queen, instead of writing about like the fun RuPaul drag queens that are know. like living it up, it's <laughs> very sad. The seated it underbelly is. of the drag this, queen. This man who's compelled to dress in drag. That's what you knew, isn't in it? In 2000 when you're 15 years old. I don't. This you just knew that you ago. hid in your basement putting on women's clothes and it was very sad. Well, some people do that in secret because they're ashamed of who they are and I yeah. think that this song highlights that. What'd you think of this song, Jim? Hated it. Yeah, so yeah. did I. It's, and, it's really bad and the next one it's not funny it's not no and it's also not a song no and you can't play guitar or sing no 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 i can't especially then yeah <clears throat> and then the next song is somehow less of a song it was me trying to turn that into a real song and i was gonna working. say it's almost the it's same, same riff. it's the same song but with a distorted guitar yeah, that's all it was because a thing. friend convinced me like that's a cool riff let's put distortion on it and then say this word rockera yeah and the file was corrupted so it got cut off thank god yep what'd you think of rockera jim <laughs> about the same <laughs> did you think it was better or worse than drag queen i mean it was half the song so i think i liked it better because it was half the song. i think somehow it's funnier unintentionally <laughs> but it's also not a song in many more ways than drag queen was not a song yeah it's jeff grunting rockera over a really badly played and recorded distorted guitar yeah Whew. All right, let's get a little bit better <laughs> to something that's not good, but is a song, I would say. Yeah. So this is the rejected. Dan, this is your first band, right? Yeah. Well, my first real band yeah. that had like a recording. Yeah. Well, you, is... There was one that you couldn't find. Sleight of hand. Right. Yeah. Which became the rejected. Right. Okay. Uh, so this is from 2004. So I guess I was like 16. We were definitely in high school. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. was graduating. No, this was, this must've been 2003. Cause I was still in high school and you did this. Yeah. I don't know. It's somewhere know, in there, but I was like 16, somewhere around there. Joe's mm. got the heart of an American, but half of mine say no. And he's got the snagging feeling. It's not his time to go. Cause Joe supports the effort, but he wants to keep his life. Say yes, five years ago, but he's got a son and a wife. Uh, this was some friends of mine. We recorded it at um, a place like where I took guitar lessons. So yeah. The quality is like, meh. <clears throat> it's okay. Um, but the song is called The Red, White, and Blue Betrayal because when you're 16, you're really concerned with what happens when grown men get married and have children and then get called up in a draft that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was, we didn't know what was going to happen then. Yeah. The, the Iraq war yeah. had just started. I was real scared. And it's still going on. Yeah. So, you know. What'd you think of this, Jim? I thought it was good. Uh, like, it wasn't, like, amazing, but I thought it was fine. Yeah, I did some singing. Didn't you record it, like, reel-to-reel or some weird yeah. way? And, like, he charged you That's way too funny. much money? Yeah. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> he was a nice guy, but he was used to recording, like, old classic rock bands that were, like, grown-ups and professional. But he was the only person I knew who could record music. Hmm. 
And uh, yeah, so we recorded this on like really old equipment and charged a lot of money for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I paid more for that recording than I did for any other subsequent recording that you're going to hear that sounds way better. <laughs> That's really funny. All right, so then we get to the the famed society and breakdown. Yeah, this band existed when the rejected ex- existed, and uh, they sort of overlapped. Yeah, and but then, after the rejected broke up, I joined society and breakdown. Yes, and that's oh, when it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's when it became good. <laughs> before me, they were just like whatever, dude. Yeah, we recorded. Punk rock. We recorded maybe over fifty songs, and these are towards the end. Uh, so Jimmy, this first one called "A Thousand Things Have Got to Change." Yeah, I've definitely heard this song before. Um, uh, Dan has definitely played this for me before. I think you gave me a CD with it on it because you, it was the first time you're going to re-record it because you wanted my girlfriend at the time to learn to play trumpet yeah. and play it on We there. have so many problems finding horns for this song. <laughs> yeah. so well, it, well, before we move on, right. I, one thing I forgot to say about The Rejected, and we should say going forward, for each of these bands, we should say what we did in them. Okay, so yeah. in The oh, Rejected, yeah, I sang and played rhythm guitar. In Society and Breakdown, we sort of switched. These two songs I played bass in. Though. Okay, so Jeff played bass, I played guitar, and we both did like... Background vocals. Yeah, you'll hear yeah. me say, to save this place. And you'll hear me say, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So a thousand things we've got to change. It was like a punk song, but then we got ska. It was the first time we ever did that in a song. It's really good. Like I I like music like that. I like where it just goes into weird places. Obviously it reminds me a lot of, um, I can't think of the name of the band before hostage com. Um, oh, at all costs. Yeah, at all costs because they they had horn in there. We, we did it before that. Yeah, yeah we did. were pioneers. We yeah. were the first people to put yeah. horns in punk. <laughs> yeah, there was never a ska punk <laughs> genre before us. Um, I think it's cool that it breaks down into to a horn section. Yeah, it was and, really uh, fun. Didn't you guys do a remix too? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit more problematic. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, yeah. So finding the horn player, I knew a trumpet player. I worked with him at Subway. His name was Mike. Yeah. And he he played trumpet, and then I knew a sax player. I met this girl at a show, and then we went to a Five Iron Frenzy concert together, and then I asked her if she wanted to play sax on this, and then she never responded after saying yes. <laughs> so then Dan had to, like, write multiple trumpet parts yeah. in different keys to make it sound They were like, hey, full. Dan, you know how you know music? <laughs> and, and we just go on guitar. Can you write horn, like... <laughs> like sheet music and i was like no you had to like come up with chords yeah you got to record three or four tracks yeah. just to make it sound i'm like cool. sure i took music theory one i can write three-part <laughs> yeah. harmonies so i had to teach this trumpet player how to sound like a horn section which doesn't come off that great but it's okay <laughs> i think it sounds good and then uh the next song book of lies there's two versions on the this playlist that mm-hmm. you're going to listen to one of them is our original one from 2004 and then uh last year we recorded we re-recorded four old songs just for fun yeah we wanted like good versions of songs we thought were well written so we have both versions of that jimmy what'd you think of the song in general and then the mm-hmm. re-recording I think it's good like um i'm starting to get more into like hardcore punk music um so like it, i think you guys pulled it off pretty well um especially in the, the second version um obviously the first version it's kind of hard to hear the vocals and stuff like that which it almost seems like it's kind of intentional because in the second mm, in the <laughs> yeah in the second version too the the vocals are definitely like quieter as opposed to like um 
uh like the the rest of the mix but yeah i don't know maybe you guys were just trying to keep the same vibe as the first we song. also had a different drummer our original drummer is like a dad who doesn't play drums or <laughs> yeah. even own drums anymore so yeah. our friend seth filled in on drums but yeah we added a little breakdown thing at the end it yeah. was pretty fun right yeah that, that was pretty good and lyrically it's about how uh they don't teach you real facts real things in school like columbus is a good guy no he's not yo yeah um i, I love the the end of uh the the end of the first one where adam's just like um I, I learned everything on a record sleeve or whatever yeah and uh and he's just going after the, the song stops <laughs> he insisted on putting that in there which we were like cool but he could not find a way to fit it to music <laughs> so it took us uh what 16 so, years yeah. but we found a way to do it <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that was good all right uh the bulimics so the bulimics was <laughs> when i was coming up with this list i realized i've been in i've made more joke music than serious music yeah so society and breakdown was like our protest band when we were angry youths in fact it's not music it's protest that was our slogan so, because we wow. were not music the day after the 2004 presidential election we were so angry that the country was like yeah we'll have this guy for another four years because he's bad jimmy you were only a small child but that guy was george w bush <laughs> yeah no one, i remember one of the swing states <laughs> in hindsight not that bad of a president <laughs> one of the swing states was ohio so we were like let's make a song called sorry jim in advance ohio f and we wrote and recorded this really bad song that i sang on and we did not include in this playlist but then one day uh our friend caleb was hanging out with us with the guy who used to record us and we were like let's do a joke band and dan was there and the too. idea was that it was supposed to be like everything bad about bad punk rock right so we were like we took the beat from ohio f's and we looped it 18 times oh, and we okay. wrote down 18 song names <laughs> and I had a guitar and Caleb had a microphone and we hit record. And I wasn't there that day. So there's no bass on it. Right. It's just <laughs> guitar and pre-recorded drums. And this is what happened. So these two selections are just two songs that run into each other. Mm. Um, some of the least problematic songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Diarrhea Holocaust. <laughs> you hitler poop you hiller sorry jim sorry jim um <laughs> now I've keep in mind <laughs> when you judge these songs that caleb both was... the guitar and vocals were completely impromptu made up on the spot and yeah. caleb was probably 17 and drunk <laughs> yeah caleb by the way was an old host of ic3 that was so popular that people started rating the show in caleb's oh yeah, I forgot about that. yeah. <laughs> three out of five caleb's so yeah caleb, hope you're listening love you buddy um he's definitely not no probably not but uh it was funny i mean i don't know i've heard this story before so i knew what it was going yeah. into it but uh diary holocaust into i got drunk at nursery school i got drunk at nursery school. another it fun song was police dolphin yeah <laughs> don't know why don't know why it existed uh, i don't have a lot to say about the bulimics there was a song called why danny douchebag did you leave the band and i didn't leave the band yeah. i just wasn't there that day it's just it was fun um it was it was about an hour of my life that i'm still laughing at 16 years later yeah and the name of the album was so, so punk, punk rock, rock we purge, purge. oh my gosh <laughs> uh rise like lions i don't know anything about this band oh, wow. okay so rise like lions was a side project when i was in society and breakdown because i was like hey okay. i used to sing for the rejected i miss singing for a band mm. so uh i sort of like had a bass player named justin that i that i knew and hung out with and we combined with another band that had two guitarists and a drummer and that became rise of clients caleb played guitar in that band he did mm. and uh 
so we were not a joke band. We no. were again very serious, very mm-hmm. straight edge, hardline almost. Yeah, and I I was the singer, and I also wrote some of the music. And the song that I picked was uh, our straight edge song, X, the joke that makes them laugh. X. X. <laughs> the title looks like it's like a aim uh, username. Every straight yeah. edge thing has yeah. X's. In it. Yeah, it's yeah. a very common trope for a straight edge song. This song was about edge breakers, right? Yes. Yeah, which is fun. Do you remember? I know you remember, but Jimmy, there was this website called howsyouredge.com. Yeah. <laughs> and it was basically doxing people who broke their edge. Wow. Yeah, you just could yeah. report anyone. So there was famous people on there that everyone knew broke edge. And then there was also just random, random people. people. I would go on there and I'll be like, let's see what friend I know that drank an alcohol once. Yeah. And I did. Funny. I found people. We were very into straight edge at the time. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I, I was still there. am. I By the way, if you're listening... Your- neck if you smoke a cigarette jim <laughs> he's not edge though jeff sorry if you don't know what straight edge is if you're not didn't grow up in the punk rock or mm-hmm. hardcore communities it's basically positive youth yeah it's a commitment to not drinking smoking doing drugs or have, having promiscuous sex which is something that is very easy to commit to when you're 16 <laughs> <laughs> that's and true 34 so, i know so what'd you think of the song jim I thought it was fine. Like, uh, I'm not really... It's a little too, like, hardcore for me, I guess. A little too screamy for me? Yeah, a little more than, like, I would typically would listen to i think it sounds good it, it, you guys recorded it well it's it's fine yeah dan you gotta send me that because i was bopping to that scotty's such a good drummer yeah our drummer was really good that's why i chose it's this song such a good group it's funny because i I've thought about it in hindsight times. that i was like oh you know what every other song but this has melodic vocals and i probably should have picked one of them but i just <laughs> think this is our most well-written song musically mm. but uh yeah i think it's a bop yeah it do be bopping then we get to Dance by Brown Town. What'd you think of this, Jim? It was okay. This is, this is okay. one of Jeff's bands. All right. I yeah. mean, like, this is one of my serious bands, so I'll take the okay. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do in this band, Jeff? I played guitar in this, and this was Oh, the really? First, yeah, it's not that. good, but this is the <laughs> first... <laughs> this is the first song, I think, in any band that I played lead guitar, which isn't great, and I was... <laughs> uh, the guitar player in this... The other guitar player, uh, Dennis, what, he's nasty. He's a very good guitar yeah, player. Yeah, like, there's other songs that he has, like, these killer solos, but I was only picking one, and I picked this one because I wrote the music for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was going to be an SIB song, but we broke up, and then, like, two months later, I joined this band, so I was like, it's a Brown Town song now. Yeah. Um, I think the song overall is very good the riff is not a good lead guitar riff no it's not and it's you not. could hear how poorly jeff plays yeah, it right <laughs> right here and jimmy's gonna put that <laughs> yeah. in. wow that sucks jim sorry for all that work yeah but uh the the, the lyrics were from uh, my buddy orlando and he just wrote a song about dancing at punk shows and it's hmm. it's just fun it's about unity having fun everybody in the same room at one time which doesn't exist in this world anymore. Jimmy, you were probably like eight when this band was around, but this, yeah, this was six. I was a uh, eleven. This band was fun to see live. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the way we recorded this was funny. We got free recorded. We recorded seven songs total in this band, and the first three we recorded in like one of Dennis's friends' house because he just <laughs> got new equipment. He wanted to test stuff out. And we're like, "We're your guinea pigs. Give us these songs." Yeah. And this one was somebody I think that uh, the drummer Sanchez knew. 
and they were at like some music school and they had to do a project where they recorded a band live. So we went to this room <laughs> and this song was recorded live. There were no separate takes. It was just yeah. all at once. And wow. And my, well, no, my amp had to like be moved outside of the room and Dan was there and there was a lot of downtime. Yeah. So I was like doing these sexy poses on the stairs. And we did a <laughs> photo shoot. Yeah. There's like really weird pictures of me on like stairs next to an amp with like my butt hanging out. I'm pretty sure I went because you guys wanted me to help sing backing vocals and then didn't do that. I don't remember. Like you ran out of time or something. Yeah, it was like only three hours. We recorded three songs. So it was fun. That's cool. No, it sounded good. I liked it. Great. Now suck Dan's D for these next two because it's his. I'll just sit here and listen to you praise your cousin. So Jeff wanted me to pick two songs from my next band, When Freedom Dies, because arguably it's one of the better bands that I've been in. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. Very fun. They were very good to see. Uh, so I played guitar on both of these tracks, and I also wrote the lyrics to Least Resistance, mm. um, which is the first song. Um, I don't know. We could talk about them together or separately. We can talk about them together. So then in disapproval rating, the reason why I picked that, because I'm proud of and I thought you'd appreciate as a vocal boy, Mm. um, the woes in disapproval rating. Yeah. I I came up with those and there's a little harmony in there. I'm in there. So you can hear me frequently. Yeah. Oh, Jeff's in there. Wow. Background vocals. Me and Jeff were such uh, hetero life partners that we're like on all of each other's yeah, recordings. Yeah, we really, there's so many that overlap. Even bands that we're not in, like you'll see Dan plays harmonica in a song. I sing background vocals in a song mm. of his band. Yeah, so this is from 2007. What did you think of the two When Freedom Dies songs? They were good. Um, I really liked the, the drum opening of Disapproval Rating. Yeah. I thought that's really good and really funky. Um, but yeah, the obviously very talented group of people. Um, really good music. Uh, yeah, it was good. Could you see yourself bopping to when freedom dies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Those symbols, though, sound great. Sound like tin cans rattling in a garbage Ooh. bag. <laughs> the guy who recorded us, our friend Jimmy, is not going to be happy if he hears that. I'll agree. Uh, then we get to Elvish Presley, which I've definitely heard of before because right. you guys have talked so about it this before. Was, this was a side project when Brown Town was going on. And one of the songs we didn't record called Negative Eight was going to be a Brown Town song. And then we broke up. So it was a joke song. <laughs> So what did you think of this? And well, we'll we should say, story. okay, go ahead. Um, I thought it was fine. Like I wasn't like, I was like excited for it because I've listened to, I've heard you guys talk about it before. Um, I didn't know it was, it would be like a D and D song, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Roll for initiative. Is Adam singing that? Yes. Adam I was about and to say, Mark sounds very familiar. Um, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Uh, so I was sort of in this band. You were in this song. I was other, in this song. Yeah, the other songs okay. you weren't in. Uh, yeah. How did you like those cool sound effects that you kept hearing throughout? <laughs> that sound was of you. Lasers going off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had a Casio keyboard with the sound (laughs) effect setting set on because I don't know how to play keyboard. And I would just hit like, there's a woman going, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then there's like, one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three, four. That was me. I played that. That's really funny. Can you guess what instrument I played on this track? Just from listening to it. 
I think I know what it is because you've are somebody's told me before. Didn't you play Ditch on it? Yes. Yeah. I the only thing I play on this track is Didgeridoo. Really? I thought you yeah. played guitar as well. No, when you left the band and we played shows, I played keyboards and Didge in this. So I would I would rest the Didge. Who on played the guitar? Keyboard. Uh Justin. Oh, who played bass? Paul. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and then all that changed, I think. But or, or no, Justin played bass and Caleb played guitar. Oh. Paul quit. This is funny, Jim. <laughs> this is funny because like you said, it's D&D, right? So, yeah. so our friend Adam's like, hey, Paul, you play bass. We're in this D&D band, Elvis Presley. Do you want to join? And he's like, heck yeah, I do. Adam wrote a song about Back to the Future called 88 Miles Per Hour. And Paul was so mad that he quit because it wasn't purely D&D. <laughs> there were like four D&D songs and then 88 Miles Per Hour. And I... Uh, I believe that I was fired from this band. <laughs> yeah, they believe that I quit. Uh, it was some sort of a misunderstanding where practices were planned without me, and I became upset and then never came back. Well, in another song, he tried to play trash can lades, but metal ones. Yeah, and that was cool though. Everybody was so annoyed. They're like, "Shut up! We're trying to make music," and like it was funny. Yeah. But I, no, I the, remember the trash can lids. Yeah. I had a bunch of great ideas for weird sound effects. That, I was we the sound talked about guy. this band before, but it was fun. Like we dressed up when we played. There's a whole. We only played like four shows, but one of them we opened up for Mustard Plug and Voodoo Glow Skulls. That was cool. <laughs> I didn't know you guys played actual. Oh shows yeah, like Adam weird. wore a full wizard outfit, oh, like a cloak with a staff <laughs> and stuff. Completely covered. He, he was like a druid. See his face? <laughs> no, he was like a little Jawa, just rocking back and forth. <laughs> Jeff dressed up as a fictitious superhero named Red Rocket. Oh, yes. I've heard of him. Uh, yes. Mark, the other singer, was dressed up as a Jedi of some sort. He was a burglar. Yeah, uh, I don't Justin know. was a Jedi. Caleb was a rogue, I think. Oh, Caleb was part of this, too? Yeah, it was a wild thing. And <laughs> and then the drummer, right? I forgot what he was. But yeah, no, this track, like, there's digital drums. It's recorded port. We recorded it in a garage. Um, but it was just fun. It's silly. It's so funny that you brought up the Casio keyboard, too, because I was like, obviously, like, electronic music is, like, sort of, like, the thing now. I was like... This is from 2007. How did these guys like yeah, do, dude. get those yeah, uh, sound dude. effects? Just pre-programmed. <laughs> I have to pee. All right. All right. So we're going to take a hard left turn here, Jim. Hey, yeah. Hard right turn. We're taking some kind of turn <laughs> and it's not going to be subtle. We're going, we've, it's been like punk rock, mostly hardcore. Yeah. Then we get into stimulate me yeah this is the most 2009 song i think i've ever heard yeah this is uh right after obama becomes uh president i think we recorded this in february so the month after wow. he took the uh oath of office and uh the economy was in shambles we were in a recession at the time thanks bush yeah so you guys really wanted to write a song that was a sexual entendre yes Cool. I'm not involved in this. Well, that was, it, was, it was me and a friend at the time, and we we were like, yeah, we the, one of the key terms you heard everywhere, stimulate the economy, stimulate, stimulate. And we were like, yeah, 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 stimulate, stimulate. <laughs> and we were like, let's let's make like a, a sexy kind of rap R&B song. So there's like, there's that smooth talk down. How old were you when you did this, Jeff? Oh, boy, 23. That's much too old. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was good. We We created the music by ourselves mostly yeah. mostly my friend it's it's not bad yeah it's funny it's got a catchy hook yeah it does simulate my economy yeah and i, I think wrote, it's I wrote some of the keyboard parts and it's pretty juvenile but yeah yeah i pretty much agree with dan i think it's i think it's okay hmm. you don't like when i told the uh, fdic to fillet me 
Yeah. No? All right. Okay. All right. I thought thought we were going to have fun here. Guess not. It was okay. So uh, the next song, I, I did go a little bit out of chron- chronological order here because I didn't want... Um, a whole bunch of Dan songs. Well, I don't remember why. I don't know. But Right Your Wrongs was a band that was a side project of When Freedom Dies, where we all basically switched instruments. Um, mm. It wasn't a joke band, like topically, but it was just a fun thing to do. So there was like different lineups where I played bass at one point. I played guitar at one point. On this recording, I played bass and one of the guitar tracks. Mm. Hey, Dan, do you do you remember when yeah. I wanted to be in a hardcore band real bad? Yeah. And, and then, Jeff was like, I got remember, a name for it. Do you remember when you were in a hardcore band yeah. and then you you were in another hardcore band? And I was like, could I be in one, be in one of them? I have a name and I think it's a good name. And then you were like, Scooch, I'm taking that name, but you can't be in the band. Yeah. So wow. Jeff came up with the name Right Your Wrongs. <laughs> It wasn't exactly the way he tells it. We already were doing this. We were jamming. I had like some stuff written. Yeah, but like, you know. And I just said, yeah, uh, you can't be in the band because we're already a band. It's just literally when freedom dies, switching instruments. And, uh, but I'll take that name. <laughs> yep. Still bitter about it. So it's, this was I'm like. I'm still actually very upset about it right now. This was an interesting recording process. It's like an electronic drum kit, which you could hear sounds crappy. Yeah. And then, uh. We recorded the guitars and basses just like through a little line six mod into a computer. But then the vocals we recorded at a real recording studio, which was like a very odd thing. We brought them this crappy home recording and then put decent vocals on top of it. Mm. So, yeah, we played like, I don't know, three or four shows with this band. And I don't think we ever really released this music except for us. But yeah, I've heard it. I don't think you did either. Yeah. What would you think of uh, Right Your Wrongs? The song we picked was My Existence. Waiting for me to grow out of this They say I grow more into it Can't promise you that, you'll understand I thought it was okay <laughs> This is a song I wrote the music to And it's very weird for hardcore music Yeah, I think it's fine I, I, There was just nothing that like uh, Sort of like stood out to me but, yeah. um, that's why I didn't want to be in the band. Yeah. <laughs> he asked me, he was like, dude, we need a baseball. Well, I, like, okay. I don't know if I've ever really gotten your opinion on this. What did you think of this, Jeff? It's very Bane heavily influenced. Yeah. I band. was going to say that. I was going to say that for the progress thing. I was going to show like how yeah. Nick lo- the singer, Nick loves Bane, yeah. which is very apparent and, uh, lyrically and vocally here. Yeah. It's really good. There's a, there's a part where, um, I think in both these songs you picked where the music drops out and it's just him screaming. Yeah. Which that was great. good. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. I don't know if you picked that on purpose, but it just so happened. Those two yeah. songs have that. I, um, I did a growl on this song. If yeah. You go back and I remember that. Growl. Was, that was like a point of contention. Like you had yeah. to convince him to do it because he didn't want to. And he didn't. That's me on the yeah. recording. Yeah. So he had to go back and he's like, like, I don't know why you want it. It sounded fine. It was good. He did it live. He just felt awkward recording a growl in a, this very old fashioned recording studio with real like soundproof booths. And I was like, I'll go do it. I don't care. So I growled. <laughs> um, then we get to progress. So progress sort of. Uh, how can I say this diplomatically? It's pretty much there was the band when Freedom Dies broke up. You guys didn't want to like continue with Right Your Wrongs, so you kind of like Right Your Wrongs formed into progress. You got a new bass player, and like you, yeah, you became like that was your sole focus. Yeah, but we switched back to our main instruments. We wrote all new songs. Yeah, and this, I don't know if Jeff likes this band as much as When Freedom Dies, but I like this band more, and I think we got I'm, farther. 
I think Progress is a better band, yeah. but I'm more nostalgic towards When Freedom Dies. That makes sense, yeah. So I picked um, the song The Real You because I wrote a lot of the music on this song, and that's me playing that in- instrumental bass part in the beginning mm. because our bass player was like, that doesn't make sense at all. Right there was like no. those chords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about a different thing. Should I just overdub that with the actual guitar part? Sure, yeah. Yeah. The bass part? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like progress. I think I like it better than When Freedom Dies. Mm. Um, I could definitely see myself bopping to that. I mean, he... Nick, I'm pretty sure I had that on CD. The singer Nick does um, scream, but the music is very melodic and yeah. re- sort of catchy and, and stuff like that. Yeah. The the cover of this demo that we put out, we were not allowed to ever get it on Spotify because it's just a picture we stole of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was the self titled They had baby demo. blue t-shirts, which hardcore bands didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, so we had like a couple... Now like hardcore is yeah. pretty like neon and like yeah, yeah. They're colorful. open and stuff. Yeah. We had a couple strong ethics things when we formed this band which we're like hey we don't want to be like our old band when freedom dies so we're not going to try to seem tough like ever so all of our logos were like like very smooth script with yeah. little filigrees and and like baby blue t-shirts and stuff like that which I like is that. embraced now yeah yeah the but scene. back then no. every hardcore band had like a black t-shirt yeah. with white writing yeah no i thought I, I think that's really cool actually and then we get to a couple of solo dan projects Oh, yeah. So this is what I did for years when I didn't have any bands. Well, that's the thing, too. Like after Browntown and Elvis Presley, I didn't do any. I wasn't in a band for like three or four years. Yeah. So I recorded a couple songs at my house. The idea was to put together enough of an acoustic set to play like cafes or like bars or restaurants. But I never really got there. I had horrible writer's block. Mm. So the first track is a song I wrote called There Too. Mm hmm. And the second song is a cover of a Gaslight Anthem song called American Slang that I put on here mostly just because it's the first time you can hear me play harmonica, yeah. which is something I used to do a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there, too, is a great song. Uh, we've talked about it in the first part of this. I and think we'll talk about it again. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Um, it, it's a it's a great song. I know um, uh, I definitely want to use it in, in certain things for things I'm writing and stuff like that. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a great song. It's definitely Gaslight Anthem inspired. Yeah, Bruce feels. Springsteen, Gaslight yeah. Anthem, that type of uh, Americana. Yeah, and then the American slang. Yeah, I really like how you split up the uh, guitar and the uh, harmonica, two different tracks. And... Yeah, on the original recording, that's a lead guitar part. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, how can I do that? Yeah, Still make good. it sound like one person. Nice. Yeah. But it is overdubbed because you can hear me sing and play harmonica at the same time. I would argue oh, yeah, it's yeah. better than some of Brian Fallon's acoustic stuff. Some oh, of his, he, like, he goes off and like, I don't know. I like some of his acoustic some stuff. Some of it's just too much. Yeah, his American slang acoustic cover, is in, well, his acoustic version isn't, isn't that good. Um, I like Dan's better, I would say. <laughs> but I like his... Um, uh, the first two songs off of uh, 59 Sound I think are pretty good. Great Expectations and yeah. 59 Sound acoustic versions are pretty good. Um, 
but Dan's is very good for Americans. Very Life. good. Yeah. I they, like it. This recording of there too is interesting too because I had recorded myself just singing and playing acoustic guitar. Yeah. And that's the way I listened to it for a long time. And then when I started thinking about putting together a band, I added that lead guitar part the on top. Guitar. Which we ended up not even using in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh the funny part is I think the actual because I used to have the file name for it because it used to be there to number two electric boogaloo. Yeah, there to electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, and then we get to, I believe, Jeff's band. Yeah, so there was one band in between here that we didn't record anything. And it's my least favorite band I've ever been in. Uh, it was called Six Fingered Saints. And we were just like a mm. crappy rock bar band. We had a few original songs. We played a lot of covers. We We were the band that would just like go to bars in Boston. Yeah play for three hours with a break in between like louie louie covers like that kind of shit but i'm glad i did that because that's when i became good at an instrument for the first time (laughs) um i was i was asked to play bass and i was like yeah i'm not that great and it was with two of the guys from brown town and um i really used that time to practice and get a lot better Mm. and because of that i then joined hooks and sinkers as the bass player and i do uh background vocals in this and on this track dan is playing harmonica in the beginning oh i didn't know that. and that's why i picked this dan's like why wouldn't you play like put john Rivados or like a song that you know more popular yeah mm. and i was like because this is our song baby yeah uh, <laughs> so this is from 2011 11, yeah. we never officially released it we recorded it because the guitar player dennis was about to move away and we wanted to get those versions of the songs we had recorded mm. ain't no good way uh this is my favorite song off of the entire uh yes. playlist it's really I've good. Done it. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it's it's groovy. It's it's got a, like a. It almost reminds me of like a more soft uh, Bloodshot Hooligan sort of like. Well, word. it's the same singer. Did you so, know? Oh, that? is it really? Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Josh from Bloodshot is the singer, and he plays hooks and guitar. Yeah, you should listen that. to more Hooks and Sinkers. Yeah, that's funny. I'll hook you up. We got six songs recorded. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah um that's really funny actually yeah this i'm I'm most proud of this recording out of anything I've there's done. also some banjo and, on this track there's a lot of cool stuff yeah, on this. and this band in general and just like I, I i really i'm most proud of this band just even playing shows live like this was the first time i was in a band where we would go to a show in another state and people would be singing the lyrics and i was like oh Oh, feel, that's cool. Feels good. Yeah, and I was supposed to be in this band. I'm still <laughs> upset about that. So Dan was going to play like harmonica this is the entire episode. Yeah. And, and I was Ancelor, supposed to be in this. No, band. we brought so there's uh, two, this time I legitimately was supposed to. I was at the practice. So the yeah. next the next song on here that was ain't no good way, and the next song is song that we recorded at a practice. I just call it Wild West Saloon because we either <laughs> didn't have a name or I forgot it. But Dennis had left, and we got a new guitar player. And then we got a keyboard player. So mm. he had a keyboard to all of our old songs. And then moving forward, like this Wild West Saloon song, we wrote with the piano and the keyboard in like as part of the song. Mm. So this song couldn't exist without him, I think. And we, I was like, I want to bring my boy Danny in because like <laughs> he could play a lot of things. Like he played harmonica on this track. He can play a lot of the things that we want to do. We wanted to be uh, or Josh wanted to be like Lucero. Like this, you know, outlaw country rock and yeah. roll vibe. And I, I thought, so Dan Jim, you know, the guy in Fleet Foxes whose job is that he's a multi instrumentalist. I was literally just about to say that. One yeah. song he plays flute, the next song he plays guitar, the next yeah. song he plays drums. That was supposed to be me. You, yeah. And I showed up for our first practice and I said, like, listen, 
you know, I'm a real musician. I've been in a lot of bands. I'm not yeah. going to do this whole tryout thing. You guys know me. You know. Oh, and I was like, you're in. Josh was like, yeah, you're in. And he's the front man. So I was like, I'm in. So I went to the practice <laughs> and I I had ideas for a couple of the songs. I played acoustic guitar on one, played yeah. harmonica on another, played tambourine on one. And apparently that pissed off some people. <laughs> yeah. A couple of guys were tambourine like, tambourine is not punk rock. Oh, uh, but so, the, the thing is, too, is like Josh is a great frontman and singer, but he wanted to play guitar. But sometimes he wasn't playing guitar mm. and he's just like standing there. But like we could have used an acoustic to fill right, it out yeah. or something else. Gaslight to, Anthem does that, too. Yeah. A lot of bands do that. So at the end of the practice, I was told that it's not working out. Wow. And I was fired after one I practice. Was, I was fuming. Dude, the thing that a lot of people that haven't been in bands don't realize, it's like it's being in a shitty relationship with five people. Yeah, it's and, like having five girlfriends. Yeah, it's it's mm. awful. Um, but yeah, so this next song I put on here because there's a couple, there's three songs that we have practice recordings of that are kind of good. Um, yeah. The quality, not that much. It was just recorded with a Tascam. But this is the only way I could listen to these songs and remember, you know, what we did. So, Jimmy, yeah. what did you think about this vibe? Uh, it was really good. I like it. It's sort of like, um, yeah, it, the, the beginning seemed like kind of like, I wouldn't say spooky, but like, I don't know. It's kind of like got that vibe where it's like, ooh. like a tumbleweed goes by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're walking into the saloon to play yeah. some cards. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I wish there was like an actual recording of yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Um, I sure yeah. Do. I like it. Then we get to <laughs> the weirdest band name yet. Yeah. <laughs> Danny oh, we're B. here already? Yeah. Danny being the Central City Rogues. I was a Central City Rogue. Yeah. You were what Dan was supposed to be in Hooks and Sinkers. Yeah. So technically, the the plan was when we started out with a small number of members, the band was just going to be called Central City. Yes. And then when we expanded <laughs> and added like a lot of different instrumentalists and stuff, Horn, yeah. we wanted to be like an E Street Band ripoff. Yeah. I tried so hard to get Joe, the piano player, yeah. into this band. I asked him like seven times <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of busy. And I was like, but Hooks and Singers doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> just be in this band with us, please. So this is Danny B and the Central City Rogues named after the bad guys from flash comic books yes. yep. and central city is where the flash takes place uh this is me this is the song there too yep the the full band version with me singing and playing guitar jeff's playing bass you wrote the bass line but yeah. i gotta say it's pretty good yeah it's a good bass line i wrote the bass line in the shower and it's the first time i've ever written something and then had to figure out what the notes were on on an instrument right <laughs> Uh, and Jimmy is playing tambourine yep. and singing backup vocals. Jimmy's ex-girlfriend is playing sax, uh, Barry sax. sax. Yeah. She's like out of tune or something in this recording. Yep, she is. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it's, this is like the first time we, maybe one and only time we ever practiced. No, we did it about three or four times. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 this might be the first time we did, yeah. but we recorded in like a falling down factory that was 180 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. It smelled and a had, lot like cat litter. There were wild cats, cats everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a wild time. So, Jim, this is the first and only recording that you appear on. Yeah. What would you think of this song? Um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great song. Uh, like I said before, um, I think a full band version will sound really cool. I think if you were to ever record them, you should do like an acoustic version and a uh, full band version. Yeah. I'm saying that for uh, personal re- reasons because I would like both of them for Let's both my, mo- seven for inch, my movie. Yeah, let's press yeah. a seven inch. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it was good. Um, I've been told by the few people who listened to that somehow all separately told me, you sound like the dude from the Counting Crows. Mm, no, no, I don't no. hear it. I don't either, but it's two fun. separate people told me that. But yeah, it's good. Uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, we only did like two songs, right? And then I was like, oh wait, no, then we did that Bruce Springsteen song. Oh yeah, right, we did the Clash. This was the only original, but yeah, yeah. we did several covers. Again, yeah, I, I really wanted to start a band, but I also really had writer's block for yeah. years and yeah. couldn't write songs. Um, also, going back to this, the saxophone is really bad now that I listen to it more. Yeah, not great. But uh, I wanted this to be on there, not just because Jimmy's in it, but also because. What could have been? You can see the seeds. Yeah, the like groundwork is there. I get so upset because I'm like, oh wow, like we were. That was that's a good like song. our only rock and roll band, and we've been listening yeah. to rock and roll for so long. We've been trying to start Dan mostly because either yeah. I was in Hooks and Sinkers and he was not in a band or whatever. Um, and then, but that's another thing too. Like he didn't invite me to be in bands because he didn't think I was good until he <laughs> saw me play in Six Fingered Saints. And then uh, we were telling some friends, and they're like, oh, Jeff's in there. And you didn't invite me to join bands because nobody likes my personality. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but he's like, no, he could actually like play a bass. It's weird. All right, I'll I'll date another saxophone player, and we can get this going again. Sounds good. Okay. Um, then we get to, oh boy, another solo Jeff <laughs> beats. All right, I want to preface this. Okay. I did not know that this existed until it, Jeff made this it's list. It's been on our Patreon for like six months. I never listened to it and didn't know, and I'm quite upset that it was included in this because really? this is incredibly problematic. Is it though? It's super racist. Is it though? Yeah, it's pretty racist. It's every Chinese stereotype you can Chinese cram into food. a song. American style Chinese food. Oh, dude, you talk about how many kids they have and what well, their no, names that, that, are. The the point I didn't say their names. I only listened to it once and I was like, eh, run away. No, I tried to be not problematic. <laughs> like even when the person picked up, I did a peanuts voice. I was like, wah wah. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. uh send us a message if you find this to be problematic yeah, and right. racist okay we'll just skip this one i won't even talk about it no if you got something to say i just want to say i had nothing to do with this and jeff also wasn't 14 when he recorded this no i was just in the in the downtime from being in bands i was doing podcasts and stuff and uh we started this podcast that never aired called distinguished gentlemen and i produced like skits and little songs right. and stuff like that. like this th this beat was just like a royalty free beat that i found online and then I just, I thought it'd be fun to write a song about, because like I was eating Chinese food almost every single day at that point in my life. That's how depressed <laughs> We've all I was. Been there. Yeah. So like there was this one place that I del got delivery from all the time and they're like, we'll be there in 15 minutes. And I'm like, all right, let me walk to the gas station five minutes away and walk back. I came back. This dude was waiting at my door. I was like, how is it even possible <laughs> for the food to have been cooked? Like I didn't it order. It wasn't. It was reheated. <laughs> well, no, I ordered. I forgot what I ordered, but I was like, that's so fast. So then I recorded the song. I was like, how do they do it? I think 
problematic things aside i think the production quality is pretty good i th- i think it's funny there's some definitely some funny moments of it and your hip-hop skills aren't like amazing but you, no, d- you did well like they're better than stimulate me yeah it's, yeah it's like i agree yeah, it, it's, kind it's of. i just got an image of you sitting at your that crappy basement that we used that's to where <laughs> our in just the dark with garbage and filth everywhere and yeah, yeah that's what it was i'm sure this everywhere. didn't happen but all i could picture is you scotch taping your eyelids back and recording wow. that song wow that's race i was oh. talking about the american experience of american chinese food which is kind of like a northeast thing like or like california right. thing it's like not really in the I mean, people have Chinese food, but like that pretty bad Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like that just generic garbage, general South chicken, which is American AF. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I thought, I thought it was fine. I don't think it's at all. <laughs> I mean, they use walks. Let's put to up cook. a poll just a yes oh, or no. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> we'll post this song by itself with a oh, poll. No. Is this problematic? I mean, maybe, maybe you could change my mind and I'll, I'll learn from this experience. You'll be like, guys, you talk me into it. I'm a racist. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess, yeah. Now, let's go to the last song. Okay. Yeah. So this, because this one makes me sad. Because yeah, I wish there was a better recording of me too. this it band. Makes me super sad. Uh, mm-hmm. This this band was... Um, I was really proud of the music we made. And it was... I would say it was... Uh, I got along the best with everybody in this band. Mm-hmm. It was like the most fun practice. Everybody in the band was just great. We all just like did whatever we wanted musically. Like there's a, ver- I have a version of this song or a, a recording that's 53 minutes. It's just us <laughs> playing nonstop, not talking, yeah. changing things, tweaking things. It was almost like a jam band and I'm not into jam bands, but mm. it was like, so my friend Toby messaged me once and he was like, Hey, do you want to be in a Fugazi worshiping band? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I have two guys. Let's go. <laughs> so I just went just showed up with my bass and we just started writing music we had maybe six or seven songs we played two shows uh just didn't work out in the end unfortunately but this one didn't have lyrics either i wish it did because like there were some really catchy yeah. lyrics it, it, nothing like it was kind of like um husker do yeah kind of stuff and like that kind of vibe it was like a progressive band which i've never been in and i took a lot of inspiration from gang of four in my bass playing i don't know mm-hmm. if it's apparent in this song but some of the other ones Yeah, you can definitely tell that it's more experimental. What did you think of it, Jim? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I only listened to it once, I think maybe twice, because I just it was at the end of the playlist. I just didn't have enough time. But it's also um, not like as catchy without vocals. No, I mean there weren't many vocals in it, but the vocals that were in it were super catchy. Mm. Yeah, it was not on this recording though, right? No, I was going to say, fortunately. It's, I looked um, so hard for any other recordings and I couldn't find anything. I found a file with songs that he wanted like as an inspiration, but I couldn't find. Mm. There was one other song that I do have, um, but that's it. No, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, it was fun. It, I was real sad when that broke. And that was the last band I've been in. This is five years ago Damn. now. Jim, do you have any overall thoughts? 
Um, you can definitely see a progression throughout the uh, the music. I mean, uh, obviously, I like some early. Um, well, I wouldn't say early, but I like the uh, society and breakdown stuff. I think that's really good. Uh, progress, I really enjoy. When Freedom Dies is really good. Uh, Hooks and Sinkers, I found really enjoyable. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm going to give you a final push. Wow. Oh, what no. are you going to push them? How? Well, We're going to be in a band, guys. <laughs> maybe. No. Uh, I just joined a band. I've talked about it on yeah. the podcast, and it's really good. It's probably they the, are good, the yeah. best stuff I like that them, I've yeah. been a part of. I listened. I watched them when we were. Um, you guys did the uh, One Freedom Die show. <laughs> right. Um, I, I couldn't in good conscience include any recordings because I'm not on yeah. the recordings. We're yeah. in the process of recording something now. Mm. Um. But yeah, if it's you get really talked good, into like, our bands, like Bay Area SoCal skate punk, yeah, it's like punk yeah. melodic. Yeah, I yeah. compared them to Poor Habit. If anybody knows them, yeah, mm. I compared them to The Offspring with Weird Al singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun. I've heard it before, but it's just fun. So yeah, if you get talked into our bands, you can look forward to that. That's true. A new recording and me, me playing the guitar. Whatever you're talked into, I could send you more files. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got more talked into hooks and sinkers because I'm like, oh, I don't have that stuff. Jeff needs to send me that. Mm. Mm. How about this for Haha's? What's the best band? What's the best music from each of us on this playlist? Um, it could be solo. It could be a band. I think Dan, your best stuff is the acoustic stuff that you wrote on your MacBook. Ooh. Mm. Um. Jeff definitely hooks and sinkers. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I should do more acoustic stuff someday. Yeah, I agree. You have a good voice. All right. So the way we frame this in case we've forgotten is Jimmy, this is good. Oh, this is a weird way to say yes or no. So if you found any enjoyment out of this, <laughs> if you want to hear more songs from certain bands, it's a yes. If you think we wasted an hour of your time listening to it, an hour and a half of your time recording it, it's a no. I think those are fair parameters. <laughs> Yeah, I would say if overall, if the scale tips more towards enjoyment, it's a yes. If it tips, because yeah. you know you don't have to absolutely hate it. You could just be like, "This was dumb," and that's enough. <laughs> you do you mean to tell me that Drag <laughs> Queen didn't sell a million copies? Yes, Jimmy. Yes, did Dan and I talk you into our music? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, there it is. I, I mean, it helps because I know you guys. I know Adam. I know Caleb. I'm really curious if anybody listens to all of the tracks <laughs> and all of this. Just write to us if I. I almost want to know like, you into it. If you hate it, like, what's yeah. the worst that like? I just want to know your opinions yeah. on it because we're vain and we want to be congratulated, but we also want to be taken down off of this God tier. Yeah. I want to know if, if they're like, uh, this is only enjoyable to Jimmy because he knows you You're like hooks and sinkers as an outsider. Like, this hooks is and terrible. Stinkers. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. The rejected go reject yourself. I reject you. Wow. Well, Dan, <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. How about you try to talk us into something? I am exhausted. All right. I guess I'll do an episode. So next week, you guys have already heard me talk about this before. Oh, yeah. I'm taking an audible and taking a early talking myself into. And I'm making it a talk you into. Oh, boy. I'm taking the podcast Dungeons and Daddies. Oh, yeah. And making Dan and Jeff listen to it. Mm. We haven't done a podcast in a hot minute. No, it's been a long time. A crow's age, as some would say. Yeah, that sounds horny. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm excited for this because I actually was just listening to the episode where you talked yourself into it. Yeah. 
and I still don't really understand what it is. So <laughs> How do you not understand? We'll it's, get into yeah, it next we'll talk episode. About it next week. Yeah, let's but, do uh, that. If you guys want to listen along, I'm going to have Dan and Jeff listen to the first three episodes. Dungeons and Daddies, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's going to be very fun, very funny podcast. Very cool. I hope you all enjoy it. And still make sure you listen to our podcast more. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly that. Yeah. And Dan, how can you do that? You can find us on the interwebs. Yeah. At talkmeinto.com. We're on Twitter under the name Talk Me Into. We're on Facebook under Talk Me Into. And if you feel so inclined, please send us an email. An email is a great form to tell us what you liked, what you hated about our music. Oh, you can really go off there. <laughs> That's talkmeinto at gmail.com. You can send us audio clips. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Do, record yourself doing a cover of one of our songs. Wow. Oh Honestly, gosh. I that would, would be very fun. I would probably just disband this podcast if I, <laughs> if I heard that. I'd be like, we've done it. We've reached the heights. <laughs> Jimmy, in the meantime, where can people find you online? They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N A V A F I T C H, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, follow me on YouTube, too, Son of a Fitch. I'm starting to make some more videos and stuff. Oh, we're like on that, YouTube, so. too, huh? Yeah, YouTube, uh, talk me into. Look for talk me into on YouTube, you'll find it. Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs. The number, number 27. 27. Dan, where can people find you on the glorious, miraculous invention of humankind? <laughs> the glorious and mir- <laughs> What? I'm on Twitter. That's all. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Under the name uh, Danny underscore breakdown. And guys, I just thought of this now, but Boy. I'm going to tell you that you can find my new band, Old Dogs, He's looking it up. on our it Instagram out. account. no idea what it is. At old, spelled the old English way with an E, oh. O-L-D-E underscore dogs. A lot of underscores in your world. Hey, there's no spaces allowed. Yeah, so <laughs> don't put one. We're making a safe space, get it? I hate it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Underscores. Overscores. Married. She's married to a British officer. Oh shit. He's on the British side of Georgia, trying to keep the colonies in line. Well, he can keep all of Georgia. Theodosia, she's mine. Love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. He takes and it takes and it takes, and we keep loving anyway. Rap and rap. I don't know that part. <laughs> I know there's a rise and we fall, we break and we he make a mistake. He changes at each verse. It's hard there's to remember. There's a reason I'm still alive. So many have died. I'm willing to wait Word. for it. Okay. Angelica. Can I start this one? Because I didn't write it down and I don't want to forget it. Sure. Okay. It's our music. Ready? Yeah. My name's Dan. And nope. Nope. This week or oh, this episode. <laughs> let's say our music at the same time. Okay. It's turning the cupcakes. I'm the number one suspect, Mr. Edwards. Uh, we heard that you had some funfetti cupcakes that you brought funfetti. to an office party. All right, uh, I could bring this in. Yeah, I do it, this Mr. Yet. Edwards. What time did you bake your cupcakes? Was it two thirty? Wow. Oh, that's two bad jokes in one. Yeah. I'm cutting it. Okay, I'll bring this in. <clears throat> oh boy. I just thought of something I want to add to this episode, this uh, list.
I'm a tired boy. 24 hours, you will cease to be. Cool. It seems your vision and ours don't meet. What good are books when we've got the TV? Should I have that song fade into you guys singing it right now? Are we ready? Yeah, we're going. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry, I'm about to piss my pants. Yeah, I peed before we went because I've been drinking sweet tea. All goddamn day. <sighs> Roll for initiative. Dude, in uh, Loot the Corpse, there's a whistle solo. Oh my god, That's me. I whistle. <laughs> and then negative eight. Negative eight was the... Oh, yeah, negative eight was the one that was in Browntown. It, it, dude, it was, it was the first hardcore breakdown I ever wrote because nobody would let me be in a hardcore band. You hear that, Dan? We're going to get... No, we'll get to it. Don't worry. 